Hi everyone, my name is Connie Leon and this is Taking Back Your Power. The purpose of this podcast is to share my experiences during some very difficult times in my life. To share that you can empower yourself to survive those moments and come out on the other side. And ultimately, to embrace them and take back your power. Hi everyone, welcome back to Taking Back Your Power. Today, I'm sitting with my good friend, Kerlene, and Kerlene is a local Houston woman. She's not originally from Houston, but we're going to hear um, her story and a little bit more about her, but I've known Kerlene for a while, mm-hmm. and Kerlene and I have worked together on different projects. We've collaborated together. We've been a part of different workshops, and we're together in a ton of networks. Right. All, of, all of our same friends are the same uh, because of our network. So thank you, Kerlene, for being here and for talking to me today. Um, so tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Well, thank you for having me. Yes. I'm super excited to be here. Um, I am Kerlin Sabogal. I'm originally from Colombia. Mm-hmm. I have been here 12 years um, in the States. I work um, in education. I have a master's degree in bilingual education. And basically, my work focuses on youth at risk. Youth at risk. Um, yes, and yes. so Kerlin and I met. When Kerlin and I met, I was still married. You were starting your divorce process, yes. and I clearly remember, and I'm going to get emotional, I'm like, because I'm thinking about you. Um, we, You came to my house because you won, um, at one of my workshops, you won a one-on-one mm-hmm. session to yes. start your blog. Yes. So when I was doing all my workshops, even at the beginning of the year, um, I do that promotion where I do work one-on-one with people, right? Before, I was in my house. I was working out of my house. I had my kids and stuff. So people would come to my house and we would do our little consultations there. But I think you were one of the first people that actually came to my house to do that. And so I feel like it was just very personal. We connected on so many levels. And just the way you are, like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it. And you're gone, right? Like, you don't think about it. It's not like... Let's think about it. No. No, no, no. So I think I loved that about you. You were mm-hmm. just so, um, not necessarily spontaneous, but you determined. took, yes, determined mm-hmm. and you, you take that action, right? Like right. you just leap into it. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, you're very determined and, and action driven. And I love that about you. Thank you. And so, yeah, so we have that commonality because now I'm divorced, right? right. And it, it took like a, a full circle for us. Cause when I was going through it, I remember you were like one of the first ones you would talk to me, we would talk about it. Right. And for me, that my divorce has been a place where I've just taken back so much of my myself, so much of my power that I had lost. Right. Not necessarily because I was in a bad relationship with a bad person, but because it just happens. Right. Like it happens that sometimes, yeah, people are just not fit for you. Right. Like there's certain things that you discover along the way that man, that didn't work out or, you know. And then when you're inside it, it's like you're losing your identity. Yeah. Sometimes because you you start playing a role that yeah. you think that you need to play. And slowly you were losing exactly who you are. Yeah, you get mm-hmm. lost in these roles, right? Yes. Because it's cultural, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's cultural. You and I, we're Latinas, you're sí. Colombian, I'm Mexican. Mm-hmm. But there's so many similarities in our culture where... For for me, my mom is very traditional Mexican mom, you know, so with that comes, you have to listen to your husband, you know, everything is like roles, right? right? So I was falling into that wife, mother, daughter role, where I was like, I have to be this good wife, I have to be this good mom, I have to be this good daughter, I have to stay in this marriage. 
And then come to find out, like, no, I had other things, you know, brewing inside right. of me that mm-hmm. I was like, I need out. Yeah. I need a bigger platform. I need expansion, like, for myself, right? And, and of course, you discover along the way, like, like I say many times, like, not to badmouth my ex. You know, we both have flaws. We both have things that, you know, he probably didn't like about me. I don't like about him. Um, but you discover those things and you realize it just wasn't a good fit. You know, there were some things that were toxic that now... I know. Right. And then you have the courage to get out and right. be who you really are. Right. <laughs> so for you, what has been that moment in your life where you just feel like this is it? I'm taking back my power and this is what I want to do. Uh, it has been uh, two times okay. in my life mm-hmm. when I was uh, younger mm-hmm. um, because I was bullied uh, by one of my teachers. Mm-hmm. And I talked about that in the book. Mm-hmm. And um I took my power back by becoming what uh, by becoming everything that she thought I I was not becoming. Right, right. Right. So I was bullied by my English teacher. So learning a second language for me was a huge deal, mm-hmm. and I never could learn uh, that when I was in Colombia, and that was one of the reasons when I was uh, probably eleven or twelve years old. I made the conscious decision, Connie, mm-hmm. of breaking that. And converting into something, uh, into a, a positive mm-hmm. a dream, I think. Mm-hmm. And I promised myself that I will get out of my country, Colombia, and I will do my master's in a language that it was not mine mm-hmm. and that it was English. Just to break, uh, break free right. and take my power back of knowing that, I'm, that I was capable of doing it, wow. even if she bullied me. Right. Um, so that was uh, one of the first times I took my power, right. and I did. Because clearly I have been here yes. 12 years. I graduated with my master's with honors. And um, and now I help kids that probably have suffered from the same. Right. But in another country. And, of course, we're doing this podcast in English. I recently um, I wrote my first collaboration book in English. So it's a huge deal for yeah. me because I took my power back when I was 12 years old yeah. in regard to the language or That's people amazing. thinking that... I was not capable of doing something, and I did it. Right. Because here I am with all the boxes checked from that. Right. And then there was another time of my life when um, I established myself and everything else, and then I got married. Mm-hmm. That you were talking, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I feel that uh, I took uh, my power back to when... Uh, I decided to get a divorce mm-hmm. uh, because, like I told you before, I feel that I was losing my identity mm-hmm. on a role that I feel that it was no mine. And I think that we just try super hard um, to fit into that role to make everybody proud but ourselves. Right. And in the end, you need to show up for yourself first mm-hmm. in order for you to give your best to others. Yeah. So that was the second time I took my power back. Um, when I decide to become a single mother, mm-hmm. uh, file for divorce and start uh, from scratch. Right. Because I thought that I had a perfect life, but it was not the perfect life. Uh, it was not the perfect life because it was taking the joy away from me. Mm-hmm. And I learned that um, once I was out yeah. of the marriage. Yeah. So that was the, the, the two instances I took my power back. And it, and it's hard, right? Because for me... Um, like you said, it, it you fall into these traditional roles where mm-hmm. you think this is where you belong, this is what you have to do, and you do it for so long because you want to please everyone else, right? right? For me, what I've learned in therapy is that 
the fact that I have been, I had been for a really long time, a people pleaser. Right. And more so like for my parents, because I didn't want them to be upset with me. I didn't want to disrespect them. Mm -hmm. I wanted them to make, you know, to feel proud. And so that's been something that for me has been really important is just really knowing that I come first. And, and I love my parents, I love my siblings, I love my children, but I come first, right? Correct. We have to fill that cup up to where we are happy, we're fulfilled, because that's how we can help fill their cups and help, you know, or even if you don't, right? Like you, a lot of times you don't have that responsibility, right? To make yeah. your parents happy no, or to make to. your siblings mm-hmm. happy. No. But just, you know, know that for yourself, it should be, it should be something that you do for yourself more than anything. Correct. So that's something that I learned too because I was a people placer too mm-hmm. and I was always trying to do things for my parents and everything else. And then I find out that I will be better if I show up for myself first and then I will give them uh, my best, right. right? Like you said, we don't have to resolve all their issues right. or we don't have to fix everybody's lives. Right. Um, is everybody's responsibility to do what they need to do with their own lives. Right. Um, so just knowing that and accepting that, mm-hmm. it freed me from so many things. So now you loved everyone, like I loved everybody, but I have my boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, and I have my boundaries with everybody. Right. I love my son too and everything, but um, even with having my son and everything else, like he knows I need my space as well as a right. woman. I always right. tell people, I am a mother, I am a daughter, and uh, but I'm a, uh, I am a woman. Yeah. And I need that personal space for me. You're your own person. And yes. I think that's very important all the time for us as women, as mm-hmm. moms, to, to really recognize that for ourselves. Right. And to realize, and we've talked about this, right, that awareness, that mm-hmm. self-awareness, that Self-aware. inner work. Right. Um, because that's what, that's what happens, like, when you become a people pleaser, right, is that there's so much work that you have to do on yourself because you're not thinking about yourself. You're thinking right. about everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I love that. Um, what has been one of your biggest motivations? Like, both times, I mean, I understand, like, trying to prove people wrong, you right. know, like, I can do this and I'm, yes. and I'm strong and I can do it. But what else, like, well, especially when you were 12, right, what was your biggest motivator? You know, aside from the teacher and teaching her, proving her wrong, but what else kind of drove you to, like, okay, I'm going to do this? Um... I think that uh, knowing that the world was bigger than her her and to where I was. Right. Because I come from a very small island Uh and 70,000, you know, people, like, is that the population and everything? And, of course, but we always watch TV and everything. Internet was not as big, Mm -hmm. but we have a little bit of internet and everything. So, So, yeah, just knowing that the world was bigger and knowing that I was capable of, like, just traveling the world and know different things. That and curiosity. That curiosity, right? yeah. So that curiosity was part of my motivation. Yeah. And being an ambition person, I think I have been very ambitious since a very young age. Yeah. So for me, it's always, what else can I do? Right. You know, to live better, to do better, to see the things that I want to see. So being ambitious since a very young age... And that motivation of the world being bigger than where I was, yeah, uh, that gave me the motivation also to get out. And I love that. I love that because I feel like just listening to this part of your story is like you took something negative that somebody else probably would have like given up. They yes. would have just, you know, curled into a ball in the corner and mm-hmm. been like, it's done. It's over. I'm never going to learn English. I'm never going to leave my country. Right. I'm just going to stay here. And that's it. Yeah, se acabó. Se acabó. But... Mm-hmm. 
you didn't, right? You flipped that around and you traveled the world because I know, I, I know you <laughs> I have. have and it's amazing to yes. hear that story and to know that it came from a place of someone who probably wasn't happy with themselves, right? Correct. Bullying you and being that way to a child. Like, yes. first of all, what the hell, right? Like, <laughs> so, so, you know, to, to come from that or to know that somebody had try to give that negative um, vibe to your right. negative energy and that you did not let that stop you. And that now, does she, like, do you know this teacher? Like now, does she know that oh, yeah, you yeah. travel the world and that you're um, awesome? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if she completely know. Right. But for sure, like, um, well, the, many people know that I'm the founder of mm. a youth organization, mm-hmm. The Courage to Be. And The Courage to Be, we're going to have a project uh, actually in my island. So yeah. we're traveling there probably in 2021 to start the first pilot project there. And, and I'm sure I'm going to run into her and I'm going to gift, gift it. I'm going to gift to her the book. Wow. That in is English. So awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. I love it. I love it. So, so going into that, and mm-hmm. I like this whole Courage to Be project, mm-hmm. I love what you're doing with it. Yeah, thank you. Um, I feel like it's really grown, right? From the first yes. couple of conversations that you and I had yeah. <laughs> at a coffee shop somewhere in right. downtown where yes. you were like, this is my plan. This is what mm-hmm. I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And now you're like executing it. Yes, I love sure. that. So one of your biggest motivators, of course, is these girls, right? Because... Right. The, the, I mean, not just girls, but children. Uh, yeah, children. But you're yeah, helping they do. They kids do. in in this. Well, right now. Okay, so so for example, uh, I I mean, going back to mm-hmm. um the the biggest motivation to do things. So that was my biggest motivation, right? When I was uh like trying to get out of that uh bullying thing yes, with the yes, English that thing. Situation. But then it became, of course, my divorce, right? And my my biggest motivation of getting out of that situation and just take the leap and doing the divorce was to become who I really know I was capable of. Mm-hmm. So I was already in this country. Okay, I learned English. Mm-hmm. Like I I showed myself many things that I could do, right? Mm-hmm. But then I was in this relationship that didn't believe in me, that mm-hmm. he that he always thought that maybe I was not too good enough, right? He was a wonderful guy and everything else. But I think that um the support was not completely there, mm-hmm. you know? And then, uh, again, living in that situation made me feel like I know I'm capable of more, mm-hmm. you know? And if I stay here, I'm not going to be able to do it, right? Right. Of course, there are other things that happened that lead to the divorce, but that was also one of the biggest things for me. Mm-hmm. So my my biggest motivation was knowing that there was more than being a wife or uh, I stay home like for the first two years, like a housewife and everything else. I knew there was more than that, right. you know, and that I could make a difference, right. right? With my master's and working in education, I knew um, I could make a difference. So my biggest motivation was knowing that that other people needed me right? and I was not doing enough, you know? I mean, especially for the students that, I was working with. Right. So then the courage to be, I mean, of course, uh, you know, the divorce happened mm-hmm. and I did many other things prior to that, like we met and, mm-hmm. you know, blogging and events, getting to know people and everything. So the courage to be like a year ago, mm-hmm. I went to Dominican Republic mm-hmm. and my best friend is from there. And I start, uh, well, the courage to be, 
I mean, I went to Dominican Republic, but you know I have traveled like yeah. the world, and I have observed schools all around the world. I have trained teachers and everything. So the courage to be was born out from of that. from that, education, like from, yeah. from education, from my working, travel. my travels, mm -hmm. from observing schools around the world and everything else. But the biggest motivation to execute it was uh, my trip to the Dominican Republic. I went and talked to so many students and the impact means so much that yeah. I said, okay, Kerlin, like you're doing this like informal, you have gone around the world, you have done this, but now it's time to get everything together mm -hmm. and uh, start executing everything. Right. So since then, I mean, it has grown into what you have seen. Yeah. Which I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more surprised too. Yeah. And then also uh, because it happened during COVID, right? Correct. Like so, you have expanded a lot during COVID. Right. So it happened during COVID. Um, a month before COVID hit the United States, I was in Dominican Republic, um, settling into our first pilot project in the Dominican Republic with our schools and everything. Mm -hmm. And I did that. I gave the workshops. I visited the students and everything. When I come back, everything shut down. Right. Right. But we still had a project like we still have uh, things that we wanted to do. And surprisingly, and I think that is a gift that we made a campaign mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. know it like yeah. the one mochila at a time campaign. And it was successful in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Which we were, um, of course, uh, like we talked before, um, I gathered um, a few people that I met that are very special to me and they became my team. Right. And from that team, we were talking like, well, we don't know if the pandemic is going to help us or not, but then we'll see what happened, right? Yeah. So guess what? It was successful. Like, yeah. it was a successful campaign. Yeah, yeah. And I just couldn't believe it. was just like, and then we said like, and we did it in the middle of the campaign, you know? So that's, that shows you like the, the determination, the passion yeah. into the projects that, that I wanted, that I always wanted to do, right. you know? And yeah. I'm glad that I didn't lose myself into a marriage, right. into something that it was not me. Right, right. You know? So that's how The Courage to Be was born. I love that. I love mm -hmm. that. And so to continue with, like, just your whole story of, like, taking back your power mm -hmm. and all these different moments. And now you have your son, right? And right. I think in all, I think on this podcast, I've talked about um, everybody's kids who have kids. But for me, one of the biggest things is, like, teaching my kids, right? My son and my daughter, because mm -hmm. I have both. Um just that, you know, the fact that you can take your courage, you know, you can't take your power back. You can have the courage to do things like this right. and to be strong about it and kind of stand your ground. Right. Is your son like that? Like, is that something that you're instilling in him and that you're that he well, obviously he's seeing it in you? Like, right. How does you know, how is that part for you with him? Um, I do teach him that uh -huh. I do teach him that um, in life there is going to be failures, mm -hmm. um, but that he can take his power back at any time and at any point of his life, right. regardless of what is going on around him. Mm -hmm. Because to be honest, taking back your power, it has nothing to do for what is going on around you. Right. It's about you. Mm -hmm. Because I have had people that told me like, oh, I haven't had the courage or I don't have the determination to do this because I have this, I have that, my mom this, my, and, and I have just too much going on, so I just rather not to take the step, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not about that. It's not about the circumstances. It's about you. I'm a firm believer that when you make a decision, make the decision and make that happen, period. Right. It doesn't matter what is going on. The world can be, I mean, could be crashing in front of you, mm -hmm. and you still have the power to make that decision. 
And it goes back to being self-aware, right? right? Like, and because I get it all the time, like all of the women will reach out to me and say, how did you leave your marriage? You know, how did you make that happen? And I'm like, for me, I knew it. I knew when it was time to go. And then, like you said, Mm -hmm. I took the decision and I did it, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just that kind of smooth transition. If you have any kind of doubt or, you know, you're thinking that this is not for you, then maybe it's not for you, right? Like, that's how that goes. But, But, yeah, definitely taking that taking that step and just knowing that that's the right moment is very individual right Right. for people like you can't force somebody to leave their marriage the more people ask me oh well how did you do it and I explain to them and then they never leave their marriage like stop complaining it's not your time the same situations yeah and it's hard Mm -hmm. like it's hard but I think everybody just kind of knows their own moments you know being self-aware very important but just knowing your moment when when it's time for you to when go. you're when you're completely over that yes mm-hmm. yeah and it takes that kind of extreme maybe not extreme but you know sometimes extreme situations where you just know you know it's over because you're not going to put up with you know whatever it is the negativity the non-support the certain things. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah that's awesome i love that and i love that um and i see your son all the time he's so cute yeah, in your pictures you. and he just seems like such a gentle little boy and just so <laughs> But yeah, no, I can tell that he's like he's a strong. Just like me. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell. I could definitely yes. tell. Yes, oh lord. So that's fun. And so, what is next for you? Like you are doing all these great things, of course, with mm-hmm. the courage to be. But what is what is it that you're now looking to do with that? Um. Okay. Uh, well, like you know that I just recently uh, became an outer, yeah, a co-outer of a book that yes. the girls who refused to keep to quit, which uh, it tells the story which I just told you. Okay. Right about uh, me learning English and taking back my power in all different areas of my life. It's pretty much that. Right. The chapter that I wrote. Um, how did that come to be? So how did you start? How did you become part of that book? Oh, okay. So that's a crazy story too. Okay. So there was like December, you know, 2019. Uh And I remember I was like in a New Year's Eve and everything. And I always, I mean, my background is in journalism. Uh So, uh, and I always uh, wrote, right? In Mm -hmm. magazines and everything back in my country in Colombia. Um, So I always said like, you know what? You know, a a decade was ended, right? Uh So uh we all were super big. Like, oh, what did I do in this 10 years right. and, and what am I going to do next, right? right? So 2020 was como like, okay, well, let's start. I checked all my boxes in this 10 years, like what's next? Right. So I remember I was on my New Year's party and you always make wishes. And, yeah. And I always said like, no, you know what? For the next for the next decade, I would love to become a, a, a co-outer of a book or an outer, mm-hmm. right? But I, I told to myself, listen to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imposter syndrome, okay? I thought to myself, like, no, Kathleen, but you're not ready for this yet. Maybe this is going to happen in five or maybe close to the to the ten, ten years. Year. Uh-huh. Uh, but whenever it happens, you know, uh, you're probably going to be more ready than now. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. Exactly yeah. what I thought. Um, because I was doubting my skills in the language, too, you yeah. know, because I needed to write in English. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well... January 5th came, mm-hmm. and I was part of this group that mm-hmm. is called the, the, the Millionaire, the, the, single mother, the, the Single Mother Millionaires Club. Okay. Something wow. like that, right? Uh-huh. It had nothing to do with money, I promise. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, some women have done very good for themselves in right. that group. 
uh, but it's about more like um, abundance, okay. right? In mm-hmm. any aspect like, of your life. Um, the law of attraction kind of thing? Uh, no, 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 no. It's okay. just more like, like abundance in every aspect of your life, but uh, would you believe in that you can... That you can get there, like, right, right. you know, when entrepreneurship or many other things that you do, right? Uh-huh. I don't even, I'm going to tell you this. I don't even remember how I joined. How you became part yes. of the group. <laughs> but I became part of the, uh, of the group um, right after the divorce. Oh, wow. And I was just part of a group. Yeah. And I would read successful stories. The woman will say, like, oh, I did this and this worked for me. Now I'm making more income and this is important for me. Like, things like that. I said, oh, good for you. Like, right. whatever, you know? Yeah. So, so then maybe I told my story, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in the... In the group. In the group. Uh-huh. I, I don't... Re- I mean, I, I really don't remember because it was a long time ago. Yeah. But there was this woman that uh, works in the UK, and she owns a publisher company. Okay. And she read my story, oh. and I think she was getting ready to do the volume two of the of the book that she launched, and it was super successful because the 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 title is super catchy. I think yeah. that is wonderful. It's the girls who refuse to quit, right? I love it. So, so she just contacted me, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Hey, this is who I am." And I want to interview you to right. see if you're the right fit to be a co-outer. Right. And I said, really? Like, that was January 5th. Wow. Okay? So yeah. it's just like, okay. I mean, I just didn't know what was going on. But I said, like, I never say no yeah. to opportunities like that. So I did the interview. And then after the interview, she told me, like, um, I think that you're the perfect fit for this. You got a story. And I would love for you to work with us. And I said, like, perfect. So since then... Um, I wrote, uh, I wrote, I mean, uh, my chapter in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, we did the collaboration and then the book is now in published. Amazon. Published. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. I yes. love that. And uh, all these things during the pandemic, right? Like people, Everything. people, are, I think people were just so, um, stuck on the idea of like, we're stuck inside, but there's so many things that you can do when you were stuck inside. Right? Yeah. And, and. And and I saw that, and it doesn't have to be like you don't have to write a book, right? You know, right. to feel no, no, productive, no. or you don't have to do this big thing, right? No. But I I always tell people, even if you, even if you work on yourself, if you just di- use this time to to realize who you are, I decluttered I, my closet, and that helped exactly, me. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Or 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 learn a new hobby. Or I have a I think that you know her, uh, the honor of Miss Independent. Um, um, yes. Um, why is her name leaving me? I know. Erin. Erin. So sorry, Erin. Erin Creek. Yeah, I know who she is. (laughs) In the middle of the pandemic, she reinvents herself. And she started, like, having this hobby that, like, to to make food Mm -hmm. and taking, like, awesome pictures of the food, like, Mm -hmm. super, like, gourmet and everything, I thought that that was awesome. Yeah. And now she's converting it into a business. Right. So, I said, like, you know, like, we reinvent ourselves. Yeah. In many... Many ways, yeah. In many ways of our lives. Like, it doesn't have to be something huge, right? For me, like I said, I decluttered my room, I cleaned, I redid all kinds of stuff in my... Like, that to me was huge, was for me to reorganize. Yeah. My energy and flowing. Right. And then my other thing was that I started, like I said, doing a lot of alone time and just reconnecting with myself and making Mm -hmm. sure that I was okay and that helped me a lot. And, you know, I didn't Yeah, because I have seen things. it. Like, yeah. I, I, I see that the work that you have done, yeah. I mean, on yourself, yeah. it shows, too. Yeah. You know, it shows 
Um, I mean, I, I have seen your stories and everything, and then, like, you were walking on your own and everything, and I said, yeah. like, oh, you know, like, she's taking time for herself, yeah. and she's not afraid to be alone. Yeah, no. You know, like, uh, she's meditating, like, she's connecting yeah. more with herself, and that will make you even more than you already have take your power. Yes. Like, yes. in so many levels that yeah. you didn't thought it exist. Yeah, no, and it's true. Like, it's mm -hmm. true. Like, people always tell me, oh, well, you should just work more on yourself. And be. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. But no, it, it does help a lot to be that aware of who you are and be able to mm -hmm. be by yourself. There were so many times when I was like, oh, my God, am I going to be able to do this being at home and, you know, not seeing people all the time? And then it came a time when it had been two or three months, and I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't want to see anybody. I just want to be like, I stopped inviting people to go with me to walk. Cause I'm like, I need my alone time. Like leave me alone. You right. know? Yes. So yeah, no, or like being at home, I live with my mom and my brother. And it came the time where I was like, I'm closing my doors and for eight hours, I don't want to see people, you know? So yeah, it definitely becomes that you become so comfortable and so okay with right. that space mm -hmm. that it just feels good. And it feels, yeah. you re-energize and you, figure out who you are even more. And I, I love that. I love that. That's awesome. And I love that you're doing all these great things and that you got <laughs> to you. do all these things during mm -hmm. the pandemic. Um, because again, for just for you too, like the growth and seeing you. The growth. Yeah. It's just it awesome. It has been unbelievable. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the growth as a woman has been um, what I take the most from this because I know now I'm a better person with whoever is coming. Right. You know, and, and for whatever is coming. Right. Too, for the projects, uh, for collaboration, collaborations, everything. And I talked about yesterday, I think in another one of um, my podcasts um, for 51st Dates, actually, mm -hmm. with what the girl that was on. And she said something about, you know, fixing your own traumas and, and understanding yourself because mm -hmm. cause it's true, like that follows you into your next relationship right. and you don't oh, want totally. that. totally. Yes. Yeah. So that's awesome. And I'm sorry, I interrupted you before, but okay, so you're part of the book. You have all, you have courage to be. What is next for you? What is it that you're going to do next? Not just with courage to be, but I guess like in general, you know, what are your next kind of goals for the rest of the year? Um, For the rest of the year? Well, we have three, three months, months left. <laughs> three months. There's a lot you can get done in three months. So you know this. Um, yeah. I mean, for the next three months, I think that I have like a long term goals, uh -huh, uh -huh. like personally. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, like uh, doing, I'm um, finishing our pilot project, right? Yes. In the Dominican Republic, because we have to deliver uh, what we got here and many other things to the students. Right. And hopefully we can do it next year by March. Okay. Um, we like technically going to be there. Right. You right? physically be Physically there. be there. So that's that. And then start uh, working on when is it going to be the next pilot project and what we want to do in the next, which is going to be Colombia. Okay. Oh, you did say that. Yes. Yes. So what else? Uh, the book, I mean, has been like, amazing. Um, uh, maybe do some like an outer speaking. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, gigs uh, for the people that have contact me. Yeah. That's that. Um, I want to like, uh, be a little bit higher in my career, mm. um, which I, I'm, I mean, I already have a very good position now, but I guess I'm, I'm, I'm getting like other uh, certifications and, and, you know, and everything that I need uh, to go up. Yeah. To make more money, I guess. Right. And um, to serve like in, in another level. So right. that's that. Um, I want to travel more. Right. I mean, with COVID, it's <laughs> a little bit off of this. Right. Uh, which, I mean, I already have the places that I want to go. I mean, for my birthday, I was thinking that I was going to Cuba mm -hmm. because I was the birthday present to myself. Mm -hmm. uh, but, of course, it didn't happen because the country is 
right. his clothes and right. with many other things. But um, so, yeah, I mean, just traveling and, you know, I keep with the projects, collaborating. Yeah. Um, I think that you never know what's going, how everything is going to develop. Yeah. Till you get there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just doing that and having fun. Definitely. Like, having fun with my life. Uh, I always, uh, I always believe that it's taking one day at a time. Right. But making the the best of each day. Right. Right. And everything you do, either it's the project, your family or anything. And I mean, I guess, uh, I don't know if I'm going to find love or not, but hopefully it's hopefully. in the middle of the, <laughs> in the middle of all the projects that I'm planning to do. Right. And, and an, an important thing also uh, that is next for me is just keep, keep growing mm-hmm. um, spiritually, yeah. you know, as a woman, mm-hmm. uh, practicing more yoga and keep working on myself yeah. um, to, I mean, to be the best version of myself, Definitely. you know, um, to don't allow anyone never again, right. you know, to take to take that power take from me. power, uh-huh. right. And yeah. also that reminder of, because you said it earlier, that you talked to your son about the fact that we are going to fail, right? We're human. Yeah. You know, there are instances when you can feel like people are taking your power or a certain situation or, yes. you know, whatever it is. But just being aware and recognizing when it's time for you to pull out of that and take that power back, right? right. Like, I yes. think that's super important. That cycle of resilience and just really resilience knowing. as a word. Yeah, just mm-hmm. really knowing when it's time to move on to something else. And I think that's super important. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kelly. Um, tell us where we can find you and how people can reach out to you for the courage to be. Um, well, we, you can find us on um, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, and um, we have a website now. So uh-huh. it's www.thecouragetobe.org, uh-huh. or um, in Instagram we are at the courage to be. Uh, with double E. Double E, because double it's like e. a little B. I was yes, going to say. like a little B. It's like the insect, the B. So right. the courage to, to be. be. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's so funny. So that. And I, okay. of course, in, in those handles, you can find us. Uh, we are the same name in all the platforms. Okay. Um, in some platforms, we are more active than others because right. we're getting started, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there and on our website you can find everything about us too right Mm -hmm. awesome thank you so much thank you thank you thank you thank you guys for listening and we will put Kerlin's contact information in the podcast uh, description and then also when I tag her on Instagram and also you can find the podcast link on um, Instagram at creativity well which is my Instagram page thank you guys